Hello and welcome back, everybody. I uh, just want to first start by saying uh, I hope everybody's week was okay. I didn't really do much with mine, so hopefully you guys did. And, uh, you know, obviously this pandemic's rolling on, so a lot of shit's been going on. People are getting crazy, stir crazy especially. But thankfully, come April 6th, pretty much everybody with the exception of people below 16, at the age of 16, are going to be eligible for some vaccines. Um, I was hoping to get to a Knicks game this year, actually. And I was a little bit worried about that because I didn't know when, really, you know, vaccine eligibility for people of my age. I'm, I'm 25 right now, turning 26 and on the 24th. But, uh, you know, everything seems to be going according to plan with the whole COVID vaccine stuff and people should be healthy and hopefully this pandemic gets to a close real soon and uh you know maybe we all get to a Knicks game together have a beer or whatever and celebrate a freaking win who knows but that's just part of where I wanted to start right um obviously hope everybody's happy and healthy I do want to do a little bit of a plug uh, those of you who don't follow the account at Dolan underscore J underscore Trump on Twitter. Uh, hilarious parody page for the owner of the New York Knicks, obviously, James Dolan, fused with the obvious. And he just released some masks. Um, very nice fabric, very comfortable to wear, adjustable ear straps. Honestly, one of my favorite masks that I've purchased, and I just possess to begin with uh highly recommend head over to that account it's at dolan underscore j underscore trump on twitter and he's got a link in his bio and everything take a scroll through the tweets uh you'll see why i love that account so much it's one of my favorites huge following very involved on twitter you'll learn for yourself if you follow i've probably mentioned this in an old podcast anyway but anyway, let's get into get down to the details, right? Um, so tonight, well, last night now, uh, April third, the Knicks played the Detroit Pistons, got a forty-four point win, their most since nineteen ninety-six, where they beat the Raptors one twenty-five to seventy-nine, I believe, is the final score for that one. Um, I mean, uh, the Knicks have just been in endless peril all year. It feels like, right? They're they're 500 again, thankfully. They're hovering at 25 and 25. There's 22 games left in the season, so this is a very really big deal. But the tough stretch of the Knicks' schedule is starting to come up now. Just to break down the next 22 games, right? At Brooklyn, that's Monday. At Boston, a team that they beat by 30, and I think that's only uh beat them by 30. This is their, only their second matchup, and then the last matchup is the end of their final game of the season. Okay. So, second matchup, it's in Boston. Jason Tatum's back. They beat the Celtics without Jason Tatum, and I believe Kemba Walker at the time, but I, could, I don't remember offhand. But, um, Brooklyn, so Brooklyn, at Brooklyn, at Boston, right? That ends a road trip from Detroit that the Knicks won. They lost to Minnesota the other day. It was rough. They lost to Miami by 10 the other day. It was rough. Dallas, obviously, was a disappointment. Randall did not do well whatsoever. 
but then he bounces back and has 29 against the Pistons. I'm going to talk about the Pistons game. I just I want to continue through this, right? So Brooklyn, Boston, Memphis, Toronto, Los Angeles, New Orleans, Dallas again, New Orleans, Charlotte, no Lamella Ball, no Gordon Hayward probably. So maybe there's a chance, and they need wins against Charlotte. Um, Atlanta will be huge matchup. They need wins. Toronto, all the Toronto games are pretty big just because. I think Toronto's still in the seeding, right? Let's check it out. Sorry for the clicks. My keyboard's one of the clicky ones. So let's see. Toronto, 11th seed. They're 19 and 30. They are 15 games back, but they are... Oh, 10th... Yeah, 10th seed. So they're one game behind the Bulls. They could easily get in there. So the more wins against the Raptors is just better for the Knicks at this point. Uh, where did I leave off? Toronto, Phoenix, Chicago, Houston, Memphis. Oh, that's where the road trip starts. Sunday, May 2nd. Houston, Memphis, Denver, Phoenix, LA, LA. That's going to be make or break. Then San Antonio, Charlotte, Boston. I think those were scheduled games that had to be postponed and whatever. Right? So, not a 22, an easy 22 games. Knicks are 25 and 25, as I said. Julius Randle just went ballistic tonight, last night. He had 20 first quarter points. He only had nine for the rest of the game, but they didn't need him to score anyway. He just went absolutely berserk. He only had three assists, actually, ironically. But he was facilitating. It looked like he was, at least, I guess. Peyton had a, albeit solid game with nine assists, the most of his, the season so far, I'm pretty sure, for him. Um, 11 points and 12 shots, though, and he only made four one of four from three look i shit on peyton like pretty relentlessly i wrote an april fool's article about him uh which i have no shame for you know i'm not one of the people that's on twitter threatening him and shit like that like that's not not me and it never will be me i just talk shit on his game because i just do not appreciate his game for this team i mean this was the Pistons. Let's be realistic, right? Uh, I think it's, it's not even just the Pistons that we played earlier in the season. It's the Pistons basically at their lowest possible point. They've just given up on all accounts. So it's like Payton did well, but whatever. I mean, the, entire, the team did well. And obviously, like, that excuse of it being the Pistons could be used for anything. But, uh... I mean, the Knicks needed this win. If they lost to the Pistons after just losing to the Wolves, um, it would have been tragic, honestly. So they got it, though. 44 points. 125 to 81. And, uh, you know, you can't really ask for much more. Bullock and Randall went crazy. They combined for 51 points. And Bullock just was on fire from three. Six of ten from three. Eight of twelve from the field. So most of his points came from deep. And he was just lighting it up. Nerlens Noel played 24 minutes. I feel like I barely remember him being on the floor, to be honest. And he had four blocks. Huge. Barrett, four, quiet, 14 points, four assists, two steals, a block. Efficient, though. That's what matters. Uh, Knox came in for some garbage minutes, hit all three of his three-point attempts. Awesome. Taj Gibson, obviously, given some nice, valuable minutes. Derrick Rose came in, did all right. Oh, three from three, whatever. Quickly, 12 points, three assists, three boards. It's funny, I watched this game and I feel like I barely even remember seeing some of these guys play. Alec Burks was 0 of 2 in 15 minutes. I only remember seeing one of his shots, to be honest. 
I think at some point I kind of just tuned out because it was just such a, a wash at this point. And at first I was nervous that maybe the Knicks could have led up a lead. I mean, it was starting to look that way. Dennis Smith Jr. started like carving up, carving us up, but it pretty much stayed at around 20 and then the Knicks just took off. And honestly, no offense to Pistons fans. I really don't mean to insult anybody, but the team just sucks. And I hope you could just willingly admit that. Um, I was literally disgusted with everything that I saw from the Pistons tonight. Jerry, I love Jeremy Grant. One of the worst games I've seen him play all year. Uh, Mason Plumlee's my guy. He's my fantasy player, really, is all it is. Uh, he was doing okay. He tried to be a little bit of a point center, kind of orchestrate some floor action. Dennis Smith Jr. was the only guy on the Pistons with the positive plus minus, which is actually hilarious to me, but it's only 10 minute, uh, 12 minutes of time, plus 10. And it's like I said, because he was carving the Knicks up briefly. In the brief min minutes that he played, he was actually doing pretty solid. But, you know, it was never enough. The Pistons don't care about winning right now anyway. The Knicks do, and that's why they needed this win. So it was huge to see this. Uh, honestly, one of the best parts of this game, right, was... Nor uh, Jesus Christ, what am I saying? Nor Norvell Pell. Norval Pell, right? Nor I don't know how to pronounce his first name. I heard it a bunch of times, too. 28 years old. He played a few games with Brooklyn this year. This year. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So three games with Brooklyn, one game with Sacramento this season. 24 of which of the rest of his games were with Philadelphia last season. Now, Norvell Pell has a like a highlight, a block mixtape. So when he f inevitably stepped on the court for the Knicks, right, I was like, all right, let's see what he's got. Uh, almost instantly, I was like, great, we just lost him for the rest of the season after signing him. 10-day contract, so there's really no definitiveness yet to his terms here. But he comes in, for those of you who didn't watch, dislocates his finger, it was like all zigzagged. He's looking at it like, oh, I think you even hear somebody go like, oh my God. And he's just laughing it off, smiling, having a jolly good time. This was only like the last few minutes of the game. Pops it back into place, wraps it up. Then I believe it was Isaiah Stewart. Uh, attacked the rim. And he just decimated one of those shots. And then he got the... I think Stewart got the board, went back up, and Pal just, Pell, sorry, blocked him. The other shot, secured the rebound, and like everybody was just going crazy on the sidelines, and I was going crazy myself, because it was amazing to see him do that after just dislocating his finger. It was all in the same hand, his left hand. He did like a dunk, tried to dunk, whatever. <laughs> so this guy, I'm already a proponent of locking up long term. Uh... Not to get onto a more serious note, and I don't sincerely be believe this, but it is something to take into consideration, the whole Mitch Robinson thing, right? We I talked about it in my last episode. It's been the talk of the Knicks Twitter for, like, weeks now at this point, or since last week. And Mitch Robinson fractured his foot. He hasn't played a full season his entire career here. He's about to have missed 40-something games this season now. And, uh, you know, the, he's a restricted free agent with the Knicks. He could become an unrestricted free agent in whatever year the Knicks decline his option. Whatever the hell. There's all sorts of technicalities to it, right? 
Now people are saying, hey, extend Mitch. Mitch is a good defender, obviously. Good offensive threat for the vertical leap, or for lobs and stuff. Um, has decent hands. I, I will say he likes to do like tippy-tappy rebounds and like, he doesn't have a post presence. You know, he's really just meant for lobs at this point. But, I mean, I, we're talking about three minutes of Pell getting two blocks. But there are other, you know, other pieces of footage where he's played longer minutes and has gotten blocks. So defensively, we don't really know much about Pell yet. But he's 28, he's older. He hasn't really had a, a niche in the league. Mitchell Robinson has already been hurt. He's had two major injuries in the past two months. The hand thing is a little bit negligible, I understand that. But the foot thing is very concerning. Because he's a big guy. You think back to Kevin Durant, who managed to recover from it and is playing perfectly fine, right? Um, Brooke Lopez had some metatarsal injuries. He came back from it. He had to change his game completely, though. He doesn't really post up anymore now. He's all just perimeter threat, right? Mr. Robinson doesn't really have any discernible skills, and it's not to say Norvell Pell does, too, either. I mean, um, but it's just something to consider. I think, at least for depth purposes, Pell's worth extending. And then you consider what you can do with Mitch. I'm not going to make the... I have no sincere need for Mitchell Robinson to come back uh, just because I I understand the injury stuff. Look what happened with Kristaps. Major ACL injury. He came back and he's playing with the Mavericks and you know he still gets hurt and whatnot. And Mitch has just been hurt every year he's played here. He hasn't played a full season. So you know investing long term in a big guy who's just going to be hurt a lot and may not even play for playoffs you know uh, it's just concerning um and i don't think Pell's the full-on replacement for him necessarily but he's a nice stopgap until the knicks find that guy <clears throat> but yeah some exciting stuff from the game tonight last night sorry i keep getting the times mixed up and uh you know, it was just it was just a feel good moment, honestly. I mean, I didn't get to watch the Mavericks game. I was out at the time, you know, doing stuff. Uh, let me get the full on schedule again, cause I just want to look at it clearer. All right, didn't see Dallas. I was so upset with the Minnesota one. The Minnesota game, I sat through, and I've never felt more disappointed in my life. Not true, but in an exaggerative term, yes, I felt very disappointed. Like, I watched two and a half hours. The Knicks had multiple double-digit leads, and just, they let it go again. Against the worst team in the NBA. They won by four the last time. Off of, like, the grace of God at that point. <clears throat> so... Seeing that one stung. I, I just... I saw, like, the first quarter of the Mavericks game, and it looked good. I was, like, kind of box score watching game casting to see how things were going. And, uh... When I started seeing that the Mavs just pulled away, I was like, shit, man, this sucks. Miami game was disappointing, because at one point the Knicks were close, and they just let, let it get away from them. You know, late game execution, man. After that three-game stretch... A four-game stretch, I'm sorry, of Brooklyn, Philly, Orlando, Philly, and then blowout win against Washington, beat Washington again in a tight game, beat Milwaukee without Giannis, but also without Randall. That was, you know, that was like a nice big win, and then you, they let off three bad games again 
for another, but then a blowout win by against Detroit. But the thing is, then all these games coming up are really tough. I know I'm just kind of like repeating myself here. It's just I'm trying to culminate into a final point. It's gonna be, it, it's and it's been mentioned anyway. It's gonna be very tough for the Knicks for the rest of the year. Um, I understand why they were quiet at the deadline, as do most people. Um, I, I just would have preferred that the Knicks made a push for somebody. Evan Fournier was traded to the Celtics for two, two second rounders and some no name. I don't even remember who got traded back, to be honest. Um, and I, you can't tell me that the Knicks couldn't have fudged that offer a little bit and been like, hey, we'll throw you two second round picks and two bench guys, you know, for the rebuild. Because Fournier could have helped at shooting. I think he takes over for Reggie maybe in the starting lineup. Maybe even Barrett. I don't know if Thibs wants to slot Barrett out. Whatever. It's it's dead and gone at this point. But Fournier would have been a nice little addition. Even for depth. Because he could have came off the bench. You get a nice small forward off the bench. Shooter guard off the bench. And there was, you know, there was other guys in play. The buyout market was quiet too. Andre Drummond was somebody that I thought is a good player. He wasn't necessarily a fit for the Knicks. But in the buyout market, I thought maybe, you know, might as well just go for it and see what happens. And then lo and behold, Mitch fractures his foot. And the Knicks were without centers, which is why they got Norvell Pell to begin with. Uh, point guard depth has always been an issue for the Knicks this year. Derrick Rose has been in and out of the lineup. Peyton's been in and out of the lineup with hamstring stuff. Quickly sat one night. Frank is a DMP most nights. And when he does play, sometimes he fouls out too much. He fouls too often. Doesn't foul out necessarily. Doesn't contribute points. I was even saying maybe uh, Jeff Teague would be a nice candidate to pick up in the buyout market just for the depth. He doesn't have to play. He just has to be there for depth. And uh, Jeff T got picked up, I think. If not yet, he's going to be. DeMarcus Cousins got picked up by the Clippers. He was one of the centers I wanted the Knicks to go after in light of the Drummond uh, acquisition from L.A. But look, they are where they are. There's still one more roster spot available. I think they haven't... They already met the requirement to fill out one of the roster spots. But then there's some other thing. Biomarket, I think, ends in on the 9th. Which means that they should be able to acquire some more people if there's people available. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I did also want to touch... I'm, I, didn't watch, I didn't watch any of the two games, to be honest, yet. But I wanted to just bring up the Yankees. Baseball season's back. Yankees had a nice win today against the Blue Jays after losing the other day. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch. I don't know. I didn't really feel interested and compelled to watch Blue Jays games. I am looking forward to the Astros games and the Rays. You know, revenge games. So seeing those would be nice. Um, I do want to see how Clu I heard Kluber was doing okay, but then I looked at the, the box score... And he only pitched like four innings. So I don't know what was up with that. But anyway, uh, that's all I got today. I just wanted to recap the game and just honestly share my thoughts regarding what's to come. Because uh, the Knicks are just a little... 
they're consistent at being inconsistent. You know what I mean? 500. And I, I wrote something about this early, either this year or just at some point even before the season started, that they're eerily similar to the year the Nets were basically 500, made the playoffs, and took the Sixers to five games. I shouldn't say they took the Sixers to five games. They won the first one, and the Sixers just destroyed them. But that's kind of where my hope is, is New York toughs it out, makes a playoff run, actually makes the playoffs. Like, for, forget the play-ins. If they make the play-ins, I've, I've said this, if they make the play-ins, I'm happy. I would like them to play in and get to the playoffs. I, I need them in a playoff series because... As soon as you're in a playoff series, suddenly this team becomes more appealing. Knicks have cap space. There is Kawhi Leonard that I know of. I think Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard are both on player options this year. Oh, no, maybe that was next year, Chris Paul. Whatever the case. Kawhi Leonard, at least, is a free agent this season. I think I've read that he's declining his player option. You make the playoffs as the Knicks. You maybe sign Kawhi, right? then you trade for another superstar or vice versa however it goes I was talking to a buddy today about obviously overhyping a potential Steph Curry trade I don't think it happens obviously I honestly at this point I just want the Knicks to win that's why right I've only been watching for nine years now so it's like I don't have nearly enough dread compared to other Knicks fans who have been around since their last title run or since their last finals runs with Ewing, Houston, Sprewell, and all that. I, like, I haven't been struggling that bad. I, I watched two playoff, three playoff series of the New York Knicks. And I'm, like, itching for more. I haven't seen postseason Knicks in eight years. So it kind of hurts. Uh, you know, just, I mean, I, undying, undying loyalty, though. I, I'm not going to not support them. And I I just watch other teams in the playoffs anyway. And, like, I love... There are a bunch of players in the league that I love and I follow as well. I'm just constantly rooting for the Knicks to get said players and try to make a freaking push. I think Julius Randle becoming an all-star, keeping the Knicks where they are at 500, and even just being as good he is, as he is in general, helps already a case for the Knicks to become a destination. I think he's going to be a good number three one day. Even like a number 2A, 2B type thing. I'm about to sneeze. I'm sorry. It might come out just randomly. I'm sorry. Uh, We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, hopefully, you know, Knicks start shining, man. I I mean, I know that RJ's a fan favorite. Quickly's a fan favorite. I own both of their jerseys because I love them like that. But if they have to be traded for any purpose, I mean, to get a a bona fide superstar or an NBA legend, like, oh, here it comes. Oh, Oh, that was weird. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Sorry. So, yeah, anyway, if we have to trade those guys for Steph Curry, if possible, I mean, you just got to do it. You you look at what the, the Nets have done. You look at what a, what a number of teams have done recently. And, you know, you have to consider risk versus reward. And if the reward is 
going to be well. If you're the Knicks and you trade for Stephen Curry and it lands you Kawhi Leonard somehow and you keep Julius Randle, I, it's obviously a crazy hypothetical. But it's just having to think along those lines now. Right? Like, this team needs to start being more aggressive. This was supposed to be another rebuilding year. And it instead segued into not rebuilding. If anything, it's shown such a rapid pace of development that now, like, maybe the Knicks are ready if they just get those extra pieces, whoever they may be. Like, Gordon Hayward was on the market, right? And everybody was like, oh, no, no Gordon Hayward, no Gordon Hayward. And it's because nobody anticipated what was to come. Randall developed like crazy. He changed himself. If the Knicks had signed Gordon Hayward and Randall still made this adjustment to himself, look where the, the Knicks might actually have been... They might be a 4C, like, locked in right now. Because look at how the Hornets were while the Mellow Ball and Hayward were healthy. Hornets were going nutty this year. So, but hey, you know, we'll see how things turn out. Uh, I think the Knicks have 15 or 16 million in cap space right now. Bound to have contracts coming off the books. Leon Rose seems to be very careful with his decision making. So, anything's possible. And uh, let's hope these next 22 games end up well. I mean, I'm rooting hard. I'm going to be... If I happen to miss more games, I'm relying on you guys to uh, keep me posted on any crazy shit that goes on. Because I love to tweet about stuff. As you all know. But now, officially, that's all I have for you guys. Uh, just a reminder to like, follow, and share. Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time. I got a Twitch page. Uh, if you just go to the website, ramblesfromthegarden.com links and stuff to everything like you'll find everything there of where you could find like my podcast and all that and uh that's about it uh also don't forget to check out my merchandise uh all the same stuff that's been there pretty much i just drew up a couple of uh, silly things and basic photoshop work i've just been trying to work on my graphic design skills maybe uh segue into a nice career path in that so uh, check it out, you know, if not, a like and a share is always appreciated. And thank you for listening. And y'all can have a good night slash morning, depending on where you are. Peace.